0: Hey, gentlemen, yes, this is your favorite show, Sports
1: Unfolded, with your favorite host,
0: Hey, welcome to Sports Unfolded, Season 3, Episode 4, For the Glory. <laughs> I am your host, Eric, with my main man over there. Ron, how are you? You are my I'm main man. I'm doing main.
1: quite awesome.
0: Awesome. I like that. So much to unfold in the sports world today, as usual. So we're going to kick it right off with some uh, some news out of Carolina. So the Carolina Panthers have hired Frank Reich. As their new head coach, uh, I guess the first question would be, do you agree with the decision? And then ultimately we can discuss the Steve Wilkes situation.
1: Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, uh, this is just kind of ugly. Um, first of all, I don't think that was the correct hire. I think what we're looking at here is very similar. If you if you remember what happened with the the Raiders, I think it's very similar to that. Now, the race thing might be a little different, but um, but I'm I'm looking at it, you know, as everything is equal. I think what you're going to see from Carolina is going to be very similar to what happened to the Raiders last season.
0: Yeah, look, I I, I want to say that, first off, I, I, I like the hire. I do. Because I think they needed to get a coach in there that had NFL experience. Matt Rule coming out of college just wasn't going to work. Steve Wilkes did a very good job. Went yes. six and six after taking over from Matt rule. And I think there was an opportunity there. The direction that the team was going in may have been to say, let's get an offensive minded coach, which would make sense. But at that point, they should have said it from the beginning and not given Steve Wilkes two interviews. I think that's where the breakdown is. You give somebody two interviews and then you hire somebody who's completely different. Mm and yeah, to me well, that, that's where the struggle is right now where yeah, you, you've got this to put the race card in there
1: this is this is a constant in the NFL you know they do and they do and they do these things over and over again but yet the results don't add up they don't yeah, add up true. properly is what it, really is happening no
0: absolutely they keep saying they're going to change the policy they got the the rooney rule in effect and it's going to make a difference when it comes to the hiring process all that does is make them responsible to you know interview a black coach yeah that's all it is because they're not getting jobs they're not getting positions and i think steve wilkes has a legitimate gripe here because this happened to him in arizona that was a failed organization who had a, a gm that stunk and got Josh Rosen, Josh Rosen, uh, as the um as their their quarterback who they got rid of the next year. And that was Steve Wilkes' fault. That's why he got terminated. No, they again another organization wanted to go offense. They wanted okay, right. that's fine. But then say that. At least say that and interview candidates that are offensive minded coaches. Why would Steve Wilkes interview twice if you were gonna go in an offensive direction? That makes no sense.
1: See, and again, it is all being, you know, upfront with what's going on, you know. And I don't know. The NFL just does things so shady, and it looks really bad in the public eye. And frankly, the NFL really doesn't care what people think because they think they're bigger than
0: they've proven what they They really are. 1000000000s They're going to make billions of dollars. It doesn't hurt them. Look, they're talking about expanding overseas and going to, you know, England, Germany, and having teams over there as well. They don't care. I hate that. About this situation. They don't look at it and say, we have a a, a systematic problem in the NFL. The, The owners are predominantly white. I think they're all white. I can't, I don't know if there's an owner that's not. And this is the result. They Denver,
1: get, I believe, has a CEO that is not.
0: But not email. an owner, right? Not, yep, an but owner. not the owner. Not and the owner. they ultimately make the, these decisions. I'm not saying, look, at the end of the day, I think Frank Reich's a good hire. I, I'm not saying if you look at what happened in Indianapolis, the four plus seasons, he was there. He was 40, 33 and one. They didn't win any division titles and they were one and two in the playoffs. So you go, Eric, the numbers aren't great. But in 2018, when he took over the team, Andrew Luck retired. His right. quarterbacks were Jacoby Brissett, Brian Hoyer, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, and Sam Ellinger. There's not many coaches that want to win 40 games with those guys. Right. You know, if uh, the story may have been different in Indianapolis if he had Andrew Luck. So I I can see the reason why they would want to go this direction. Because again, if they can draft a quarterback. And, and get somebody in there now, and he's going to be able to develop them. Okay. I do still have a problem though, that th- they interviewed him twice. If it wasn't for that fact, I'd be fine with this decision because right. then I would, I couldn't sit back and say, okay, it, it's not a race thing. And I, I can't get it out of my head. And it, it sticks out to me because of the Brian Flores thing as well in, in Miami, you look at the situation in Miami with Mike McDaniel. It wasn't any better. They didn't they didn't do any better. No,
1: it was actually worse to be honest with you.
0: Right. So you know,
1: that's why when when we opened, I I looked at this as a very similar situation to the Raiders, you know, with their coach. They brought it he brought them to the playoffs. Yeah. You know, when things could have just completely fell apart with all the things that happened with the team. You know, but he brought him to the playoffs and then didn't get the job. And that is shocking.
0: Houston Texans. Right. Who hired Lovey Smith? You hired Lovey Smith because he was black, because you were trying to make a look, they knew they weren't going anywhere. Right. And then realistically, it looks better for the NFL. I'm sure, again, and I keep saying this, my conspiracy theories, but NFL says, hey, look, bring him in for a year. It looks good for us, it looks good for the organization. Right. Yeah. After the Deshaun Watson situation, right? Look, we hide a black coach. We put him in the position to to fire him the next season anyway. Yeah, that's wrong. You didn't even give him a shot. That's this not. This is a what. Chance.
1: This is why. You know, this situation is a little different from the Raiders situation, because, you know, because of the color of the coach. Yeah. And which is, which is just ridiculous. And and, and you know, I don't. Look, I don't. I don't like these race things and and i'm gonna tell a a, a quick story i worked with kids in the inner city at the ymca and you know when these you know five and six year olds used to come come back to the ymca after school and you know they tell me a story of something happened because he got in trouble at school and it, it was always this black kid or this white kid or this Asian kid. And I would always correct them. It's just a kid. So don't tell me, you know, a race Just say, Hey, this kid did this. And until this country as a whole can just say that this kid or this coach or that guy, it's never cow. going to change. Yeah. Right. I'm just saying. Yeah. No. You know, it's never going to change because it's entwined into the culture right now. And 100%. we need to get that out. You know, I'm tired of hearing, you know, you know. And even when somebody says, hey, my best friend is black. Why? Why do you need to even say that? You like, just say he's just, just your best friend. Just, just your friend, best friend. Yeah. Right. I mean, and that's what it should come down yeah. to.
0: We shouldn't be looking at people exactly uh, based on on their race. We should be and looking at people based on themselves on on their to personalities. Get
1: it, to get it out of the sports,
0: it's never going to happen, though. You know, a- environment you know
1: is so difficult because run. We it's have the to most, do it.
0: Most popular sport in the United States, the NFL. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If if you're if you're it's systematically a racist organization, but the fans still are going to continue to flock and flood and give you billions of dollars, why change? Why change? You don't have There is no reason. And that's the problem. Look, I'm not bashing the Carolina Panthers because this isn't their fault. This has been created forever now. Like, this is something that just continues to happen every time. And you see these jobs that are opening now, and you don't hear a lot of these coaches. But they're going to mention a guy just to say, look, we interviewed him." him. Uh, Gerard Mayo was the hot guy this, this off season. Oh, Gerard Mayo there. We're going to ask him that no, you're asking him because he's black and you have to bring a black coach into interview. Right. That's it. It has nothing else to do with it. No, it's not it that you think he's more qualified or he's going to uh, an actual opportunity to get the position. Cause he's not this proved it because Steve Wilkes yeah. legitimately had the same team, if not worse, when he took over for Matt rule, somehow made it work. Somehow almost made the playoffs was a 500 coach with a team that shouldn't have been 500. I got a very good, a very good friend that I work with. He is a a big Carolina Panthers fan. And he talked about how excited he was that they may make the playoffs. Like that shouldn't even happen. And if Matt rule was there, that wouldn't have happened. Guess what? Matt rule is white and he didn't do a very good job. So how is it that Steve Wilkes, a black coach who got you 500 isn't worthy enough of the, the position. And I hope, you know what, once this lawsuit comes out with Arizona and hopefully he, they can get something out of it, his Go law ahead. firm, his law firm said that, um, and I quote, there is a legitimate race problem in the NFL. They'll have more to say in the coming days. So we'll see how that goes. But um, again, we're already fired up today, but right. Frank Wright and- hired as the, the Carolina Panthers coach. That was our and Eric.
1: Eric Take it even a step further. Why isn't Flores in the conversation for head coaching? All these Danny, jobs openings. It's like, why isn't he part of the conversation? Because I'll because, tell you, if I if I got a team, that's the man I'm hiring.
0: Again, you sue the NFL. This is the, the, the outcome. Steve Wilkes has a, a right. lawsuit in place against Arizona. Right. He's not getting a position. Brian no. Flores sued the NFL, not getting a position. Nope. It's just not going to happen. They're going they're to continue to make sure these guys don't get a job in this league. And hey, you know look, what? Brian you know, Flores is a very good coach.
1: If I had a few bucks, I would have bought one of those NFL teams and, you know, it would have been, well, let me see the credentials. I don't even care That's what, what the person looks like, what what, you know, he sounds like. I want to see the credentials. That's what I'm going to base anything on.
0: Yeah, and that's just yeah, it. Realistically, yeah. Proof's in the pudding.
1: It's a, Eric, it's no different than when we talk about, you know, our order for pick and roll and, you know, the triple play, you know, start bench cut. I want the guy that's going to get the job done. Yeah. Yeah. Why We're not
0: looking at what, what race they are.
1: Yeah, Does that really care.
0: factor into it?
1: I don't care if you're purple. doesn't matter to me.
0: <laughs> right. Hopefully at some point this gets, look, the only way this is ever going to change is financially. If, if, you know, sponsors decide to say, look, we're going to stop, you know, giving you money, but that's never going to happen. I'm sure the Super Bowl commercials are going to be the highest paid that they've ever been. And people are going to continue to do it. And it's just, that's so the NFL says, okay, well, well, status quo, we don't have to change. Steve Wilkes deserves a job based on what he did. So hopefully that happens at some point. Let's continue, Ron. <laughs> Good start to the show. We got Manny it and is, Kenny here tonight. Is. So yes. excited about Manny's that! Finally got a day off again. He, I guess so. We're going to talk some New England Patriots football, and what is that all about? So the New England Patriots have hired Bill O'Brien as their offensive coordinator. Thoughts on the Billy? Move. Look how thrilled he looks back.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, Bill, they're ready to fall asleep. Yeah. So yeah, your thoughts on yeah, this? hey, the gang's all decision. back
1: together again, right? Yeah, so this... I said, bring
0: back Charlie Weiss and uh, Romeo Cornell. and we really?
1: <laughs> yeah, like, how does Romeo Cornell not be isn't working right now? Yeah, you know, I think he
0: might be up there in age. He may have decided to.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe, <laughs> but to me, all these and the teams dogs are dogs. loose. Yeah, they're, they're all dogs out there. You know, <laughs> you know, so, the dogs of these teams that are always at the bottom. They need to hire these old dogs to get back in the race. And, you know, and and here we are, um, Bill saving face from his disaster of a season, which I've put squarely on his shoulders. So
0: Um, I'm going to say this right now. Robert Kraft has taken over this team. And I I believe so. I will give you a couple of examples of why. First of all, New England Patriots really don't name offensive coordinators coordinators in general, Robert Kraft came out right after the season, made I some know. statements about will be the changes. direction, right? And then you see them automatically interviewing for an offensive coach. They bring an offensive-minded coach in. Yep. They've, they've not allowed Gerard Mayo to go anywhere else. They've basically put him side-by-side side with Belichick, which I believe is a move to possibly make him the next head coach of the New England Patriots in the next Could couple be. Years. But that's all Kraft. Or Kraft junior. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. Kraft, but I think Kraft is the one controlling this now because Kraft is saying, look, what you did didn't work. And I am not going into another failing season without allowing myself to have some say in what's going on with this organization
1: now. Right. I and believe that as well.
0: This is where you start to see the end of the Bill Belichick era in New England. Because yeah. this is where the Bill Be- uh, Parcells situation happened. If you're going to let me, you know... If you're gonna get want me to go get groceries, at least let me shop for them, right? Or, or make dinner. And it's, you're gonna to start to see this with Bill. I think the telling sign will be during the draft. Where do they go in the draft? You know, Bill Belichick don't like those sexy picks. It's gonna be a you know offensive lineman after they drop out of the first round to get an If that doesn't happen this year, you can completely say that Robert Kraft is making all the decisions going forward for the New England Patriots. Bill Belichick is gonna coach.
1: Yeah, and you know it's uh, it's enlightening to be honest with you, um, because we weren't we weren't too sure that that Kraft was going to be able to do that, you know, and you know it makes me wonder, you know, just how much of a leash he has this season.
0: Look, three you know, years, one, look, one playoff appearance. Yeah, Kraft is upset. Cut.
1: It isn't the fact that they you know, um, I want to say squandered the talent this year. But it's the fact that they took a step back and they looked bad, especially offensively. And that, again, lays squarely on the shoulders of Belichick because of the lack of of leadership and basically the day-to-day things, those little things that he used to do so well. They weren't getting done this year.
0: Yeah, I, I think this is going to be a great move for the organization. Yeah. Uh, offensively, when uh, Bill O'Brien was there, I, I I went back and looked at some of the numbers. From 09 to 2011, uh, the first year, it was sixth in points at 26.7. First in points at 32.4. Third in points at 32.1 points. Last season, 21.4 points per game. So Bill O'Brien at least gets you about 10 extra points a game.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? I granted and everybody's going to say he had Tom Brady. I understand that. But when you're an offensive minded coach and have the ability to understand how plays are going to work and how to call plays and how to you get uh, uh, your bang for your buck. And that's what Patricia couldn't do. Patricia played offense defensively. And and that sounds crazy, but that's what he did. No,
1: it's exactly what he did.
0: You're going to now have an offensive minded coach. Who's going to want to put the ball in places to get points, not to, just make sure we don't create a uh, you know any mistakes, and we'll let our defense handle it.
1: Right, you know it, it. It's you know it's just a lot. Like I said, a lot of those little things. Like first of all, that lateral that blew the season,
0: which shouldn't have happened. But again, that's your coaching situation where Bill Belichick right. got, wasn't doing those little details.
1: You know, before the season, that would have never have happened. Because we have an offensive coordinator, Bill Belichick takes care of those little things. Yeah, you,
0: you actually run offensive plays to try to get down the field and kick a field goal, not run a draw, lose yardage, yeah. and then all of a sudden now you're going to decide with 10 seconds left you're going to I, – yeah, again, great move for the organization. At this point, we're going to have to see how much – leeway belichick to your point has because i've also heard that bill o'brien's going to kind of get some of the guys he wants offensively as coaches so adrian clem rumored to be the offensive line coach patricia was the, the coach there you can see patricia's footsteps really going out the door here in new england joe judge as well they are saying he's going to stay on the staff i'm questioning it definitely won't be on the offensive side of the ball so a lot of changes coming to new england We've got some more important stuff to talk about. There's actually Chakra just subscribed. Thank you, Chakra.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Uh, so. We've got some big playoff games. This Sunday, my friend, the NFL championship weekend. Really excited. We're going to discuss a little bit about both of these games before we make our predictions later on in the show. Chakra, make sure you stick around because you definitely got to get some wins up there. Manny. Manny. Having a really good start to the season so far as well as Kenny. So, Philadelphia, San Francisco. So, 49 is at the Eagles. Thoughts on how this game is going to play out? Obviously, don't give a prediction. Every week, we've tried to do this now for the last couple weeks. It's impossible because that's
1: part of the whole thing.
0: What are you looking for? for? How about this? This is how I will word it, to help you out. What does each team have to do? to win the game. Okay. That makes it a little easier.
1: Okay. Well, first thing is, I think San Francisco needs to have a solid game defensively because, let's face it, Philadelphia has some offense. And the running game is what they're going to try to do to beat San Francisco. So they're going to try to dictate the clock. They're going to try to run the ball, And if they can, if they can do that effectively, that is going to basically give them the time of possession because they can, they can control the clock with, with a mobile quarterback, like, like Hertz. I mean, that goes a long way and he has the ability to throw the ball. So that running game is going to open things up for them in the second half. You just got to stick with it, even if it doesn't work at first. You have to stick with it. And defensively, they just got to contain and force mistakes from Purdy to see if he is human.
0: Yeah, So, and I agree with you. I think 49ers need to put up a game plan that's going to benefit Purdy and not put him in situations that could hurt him. Um, Right. He cannot win the game for them. And I will say this now, and Manny, if you're still watching, I'm going to strike this from the record later on, but Dallas should have won that game. Dallas should have definitely won that game because I will tell you right now, Brock Purdy didn't play a good game. No, he did not look good at all. It's Dak Prescott looked worse or made mistakes in the right. red zone that cost them. So to me, this was, should have been Philly Dallas. And so again, can Philadelphia create enough? Pre- look what Dallas did, get in his face, make him uncomfortable. But
1: again, that's coaching. Yeah. Well, we we said that as well.
0: Uh, Mike Mc, uh, yeah, McCarthy as well. So, I, I will say that San Francisco, at the same right, has to make sure that they they put a game plan in. Philadelphia, on the other side, I think they have to make sure that they they continuous to push the ball down the field in the air. As crazy as that sounds, San Francisco gives up a lot of deep balls. Yeah, and I don't get away from that. Don't try to run around. Hurts still has that injury, and if you got him running around trying to do too much at the quarterback and takes a shot that could damage, you know, that shoulder next thing you know he's out he can throw the ball well, let him thing. try to throw yeah. the ball
1: L- like let's look at you know when dallas was throwing the ball uh, the san francisco defense really contained cd you know they they he, he got contained but i don't really consider him a number 1 and if he's your number 1 that's a problem and dallas needs to address that next year But now you're looking at a totally different situation with a number one receiver here.
0: AJ Brown. Yeah. Devontae. This is a little different. Yeah, they've got they got some burners on the outside.
1: Yeah. So, you know, like I said, you set up that that passing game with the run. So that first half be really run oriented. Establish that that you will run the ball. As long as you don't give up the house on defense, you should be able to win this game. And, you know, and then that'll open up that that passing game, third and fourth quarters, and you should be able to strike at at ease, you know?
0: So what about the Bengals at the Chiefs?
1: Yeah, this is a little different, right? I mean, because, you know, the injury to Mahomes... Which um, now,
0: When you look at the tapes that they, they've been showing, he's running around without like, yeah, a so it's, it's pretty remarkable, you know,
1: but it, it, I think it's, it's almost like, I don't know. It's almost like Kansas city is trying to make him the hero before the game. I don't know because yeah. like you know they're playing it off like it's all it's casual we're gonna see how it goes blah 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 if he plays and etc cetera, etc cetera. no this is mahomes is fine mahomes is fine but to me this is them trying to say hey mahomes is the guy of the future you know he is the the heir apparent to brady i i
0: could i could see where you're going with this is in in exactly to your point, if right, he can win this game, and I'll say, look, on a hobbled ankle, and what right, he was able to exactly. do
1: exactly.
0: There's different degrees of a of a high ankle right. sprain, and right. I don't think this is the worst of them. No, because I don't think so you wouldn't be, you wouldn't even be walking the way you're walking. So, yeah, the the factor here too, though. Burrow has beaten him three straight. They beat him, you know, in the championship game last year. Little bit of a factor there. Does that mentally? And Kansas City's defense, we talk so much about Mahomes and what they're able to do. But can that defense put enough pressure on Burrow to shut them down? That's going to be a tall tale for them.
1: Yeah, and then you look at what Cincinnati did to Buffalo in Buffalo in that weather.
0: with that And their defense, how well they played against a good offense. Right. And, and, and if, if they can get some pressure and you see Mahomes isn't able to move as well, or, again, he takes a couple shots where, again, that thing gets reaggravated enough. That could be a big factor in this game. This is a fun game, though, because if you look at it, these are the, the futures
1: uh, of right. the NFL,
0: right? right. It, it, and they talked about it in these playoffs, but you're seeing it right now. You're seeing it with yeah. Mahomes. You're seeing it with Burrow, Allen. These guys are going to be legitimate contenders every year.
1: Right. It, so, yeah, absolutely right. And this is going to be a great game. It's going to be a fun game to watch. I think both of them are going to be good games.
0: Although we're going to boycott it because of the steep No, we're not So that's what I'm saying, right? Here we go again Ron, great discussion Stay tuned, end of the show Put your predictions in We will be picking this game and our winners
1: It's so Uh, tough to not say
0: Yes, so tough Ron, it is time for triple play, my friend
1: Grounded to third There's one, there's two There it is It's a triple
0: play it's a triple play, my ta- my friend. Today, a little interesting. We ca- we're we kind of going to stick with this football theme, and we're going to go to the top three tight ends all-time in NFL history with the most receptions. And they would be Tony Gonzalez, Jason Witten, and Antonio Gates. I am first this week. We're going to decide who we start, who we bench, and who we cut. The interesting fact of this, though, Jason Witten, that was pretty impressive. Like, I didn't realize, all the years, I didn't realize he had up that that many numbers when it came to receptions but ultimately i started tony gonzalez uh played in 270 games 1,325 receptions for 15,127 yards 11.4 yards per reception 111 touchdowns 14 pro bowls six all pros so the man just one of the best tight ends of all time this is where i got a little questionable Because I I started to look at it and I said, what do I want my tight end to do though? If I'm going to have a guy back up my number one, what do I want him to do? And I want him to catch touchdowns. So I went Antonio Gates, even though he played a couple less games, he played 236 games and less, obviously the receptions, 955 receptions, 11,841 yards, a 12.4 yard per average on catches, which was the most out of the, out of these three. 116 touchdowns, eight Pro Bowls, three All-Pros. I like the touchdowns. So Jason Witten, even though he had uh, pro- 300 more receptions, basically 1,228, 13,000, over 13,000 more yards. Games played, two. 271 games played versus 236, 74 touchdowns. And that's why I would cut Jason Witten great player honestly i yeah. when i saw those numbers i was like i was really impressed because you know you you've heard of you know jason witten and the whole dallas thing i didn't i didn't think he was the third high of the second highest all time as a tight end that was pretty impressive to me but i went gonzalez gates my bench and cut witten.
1: so this is what i did i pulled a bill belichick and i went off the board uh-oh I'm starting Gronk. (laughs) (laughs) The heck with these guys. Gronk is the best tight end of all time. He just played a lot less games than these guys. He is the best tight end. So I went off the board and I said, I want Gronk. Brought him in. He's the starter. I'm benching Tony Gonzalez. And the other two guys can hit the road. That's what I'm doing. We didn't see that one coming
0: today. We didn't see that one coming today. That is a good one, my friend. Look at you breaking out. Grunk. But Wayne would have
1: been cut before Gates.
0: I looked at um, and I did look up where Grunk was. He's kind of middle of the ground, but again, because he missed so many games uh, due to injuries, he's still better. And I think he, he's
1: the he's the total package.
0: I think he's, I mean, he he, he drags just got passed. With him. Who who passed him is um Kelsey. I believe Kelsey yeah. passed him yeah. in playoff yeah. receptions now, but yeah. Grunk was leading that as well as the all time.
1: But see, Grunk the best blocking tight end.
0: He was one of the best as well. I mean,
1: like every part of the game, he excelled at every part, you know, and the reason why he got injured was because he is so big and strong and drags people down the field. So they have to hit him low, and that's what causes those injuries, and that's why he didn't have, you know, a long, healthy career. Yeah. That's frankly the reason.
0: So you went off script, but uh, we'll take it because yeah. you know what? Today, uh, you know what? Oh, boy, you're going to love this one. It's foreplay. <laughs> foreplay today. On oh, Sp- boy. <laughs> hey, it's episode boy. four, my friend. That's right. So instead of triple play, let's do foreplay. That's right. you got to take That's me right. to dinner first. I'll make sure. All right. <laughs> so- <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's Woo! open.
1: Oh wait, no. A burger joint. Okay. Yeah, yes. McDonald's please, okay, McDonald's. We're, we're, I expect the check in the mail.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Good job, Ron. That's how we'll get a sponsor on this on this show. We'll just start saying people's names. Look, you gotta send us some money. It's it NBA time. Though? We're gonna talk some NBA. We're gonna bring up the uh the Boston Celtics logo here because we're gonna talk a little Celtics. Uh really? We, we had some conversation last night with Kenny uh, during the NBA ranking show. Is that somebody's show. jersey? No.
1: It, it looks like, like a jersey.
0: No, it's not a jersey. It's just a picture. I don't know.
1: But it's wrinkled and...
0: Yeah, it's got a little... Well, it's 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 got some, you know, movement to it.
1: Well, who didn't play last night? Because it looks clean.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so... Kenny and I had a conversation uh, about the Boston Celtics, where they're kind of headed. They've lost three straight now, lost to the Knicks last night.
1: Yeah, but they also lost to the Magic again,
0: right? Lost to the Magic again
1: uh, in Miami as well. That Miami team.
0: So after winning eight straight, uh, now they've lost three straight. Your thoughts on the Boston Celtics, where they're headed. So the funny thing is last week we were talking about after beating the Golden State Warriors, were they – the favorites in the East. And now we're talking about what's the issues with the Boston Celtics. So let's start there.
1: It's lack of consistency, right? And this is the, this is the reason why I still don't think they're going to win the championship this year. And they're not even going to be in the championship games because of that lack of consistency. And yeah, we can, we can sit here saying, okay, Jason Tatum is having an MVP season and all this. But, again, what happens in the fourth quarter is what matters. And I keep saying this. I stress it over and over again. It's like, I don't care you win eight straight. Let's play consistent because you're losing to teams that you have no business losing to. And that is the problem.
0: Right. You lose to Miami. Jason Tatum, bad pass. But, again, I could question the coaching decision not taking a timeout and getting them set. And then Jalen Brown yesterday – you know again misses two free throws that could have won the game. So and when you the, have these a these New York horses. Knicks
1: player right next to him laughing his butt off at him I mean that's embarrassing. It's embarrassing.
0: Here's, what, here's here's the issue and I'm going to tell you that it's going to start with Brad Stevens and the reason why it's going to start with Brad Stevens is they need to name a head coach because I don't think these players respect Joe Mazzulla. I really don't. I think at this point Jason Tatum looks at it and says this guy might not even be here next year. Like he's not my coach and they need to figure out what they're doing because this isn't going to work in a playoff series where you don't have confidence in your coach to make a decision. So you're going to just go, you know, free Willie here and, and do whatever you want. And then that's not going to work. You need Okay, you need- So,
1: so here's another problem. Okay. He, he's not going to do that. And you want to know why? Because he wants a scapegoat at the end of the season. So he's gonna say, okay, well, if he doesn't get back to the championship, then then I can just say, Okay, well, he's fired. He didn't get us there when we had a coach that did get but us. But then what
0: there. do you do? Do you bring IMA back at that point? Like, right. Does and that this
1: happen? is this is this is it's, what I'm saying. It's like this it, is such it's such a bad chaos. situation. And yeah. when you have chaos in the front office, you have chaos on your team, and it is it is no different than any other team that we talk talk about that has that front office like this.
0: Yeah, And the problem now is that the players aren't going to listen to you because they're going to look at the standings. They're going to see themselves on in, in the first-place position, say, look at our record. We're playing well. We're, we're in first place. But you need to know that going into these playoffs, look, Milwaukee Bucks have gotten much better. The Philadelphia 76ers have improved. The Brooklyn Nets, if healthy, have shown that they're very capable of winning as well. All three of those teams you're going to have to face one of them.
1: Right.
0: And you're losing to teams like Orlando right now. Right.
1: A couple so, of times.
0: 3 what times. 3 times in a row. But y- you know that game against Miami, Miami's a playoff contending team. You may face them in the playoffs. Yeah. You you got to start to feel confident about the coach, the decisions, but that coach should have a voice. And I don't think that he does right now. I don't you think know what?
1: He- I never thought I'd hear myself say this. Because I've always thought of the Celtics as a team that that just got it done when they needed to get it done, right? When you have a team that can do it, they do it, right? They need to take a good look at themselves. And then take a good look at the people that they share the building with. Because that's a team that doesn't take anything for granted right now. And yes, okay, they lose to Tampa Bay last night, right? But they played a pretty good game. And they were at Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay is a team that's been in the Stanley Cup 3 years now. So, Interrupt. losing to a Tampa Bay does not equal to losing to an Orlando Magic Still or Florida a New York Knicks. <laughs> you know, but it but like the Bruins, they they take a loss they learn from it, they go right back out there and they put forward a great what game again. Said,
0: what's the difference with Boston? The coaching, the Bruins, the coaching, yeah. right? And you don't have and I listen, you I'm not saying leadership. Joe Mazzula horrible. I'm not saying that. And I'm not no. saying he doesn't deserve the position. What I'm but saying is you need is to either, give him
1: the position. Yeah.
0: Either say you're the head coach and you run the show or you bite the bullet, get rid of IMA and and, and figure out who's going to be the guy. Because yeah. what this is going to do is going to break this team apart because they need, as young as they are, they think they're, they're top dogs now, right? They've been in the finals. They can win any. You still haven't won a championship.
1: Well, and ultimately, gonna that's have, what you're going to
0: be judged by, especially in Boston.
1: Look, at the end of the season, when it's all done, wherever they finish, doesn't matter where they finish, you're going to have some players that are on the team that, you know, played for IME. Then there's some of those players on the team that just came in They only played for, for one coach. Yeah. You know, and and that's, and and that's going to split the team. And what happens then? What happens
0: then it's going to, it's going to, it's going to look, it's going to be an explosion. It's it's like a volcano waiting to explode. Yeah. That's where we're at with the Boston Celtics. Yeah. They are literally a volcano just waiting to explode. So it's going to backfire on them.
1: So wait, when they get bounced out by the Milwaukee bucks.
0: And, and, and this is what I th- team. We talked about this uh, a while ago, and I said this to me: you needed to just suspend Ima for whatever a couple months, and now he should have been back because you have a short window with these guys. And Tatum has taken the next leap, right? So now you would have had your superstar player, a head coach who knows how to win in the NBA at that level, and what a difference it would have made. Now, what are we doing? Now we get a rookie coach who's trying to learn on the job. You're going to waste your superstar performance, and then you're not going to get to the finals. They're they're a finals caliber team.
1: Yeah, you're right. Are you okay? Yes, (laughs) because I want to say something, but I don't know if I can step over the line like that. (laughs) If
0: or a family look,
1: look. look, I got to try to put it as delicate as possible. Look, are you punishing Iduka for the lack of abilities in the bedroom? I,
0: uh, I don't know. what it, I, You I don't even know I, how to respond to that. That's, I, that's I don't right because, person. again, we, we could sit back and say, is that the reason? I'm, Is that ultimately, nobody knows? Nobody really knows because the Boston what, like, Celtics haven't said it either.
1: What does it matter if he slept with this person? You know what I'm saying? What does it really matter? I, look, at,
0: at the end of the day, if you're trying to prove something, I mean, outside you, of the
1: marriage, I mean, that's different. That's different. What, she should divorce win? him and yeah, take everything. What,
0: what wins more for you? What wins more for the Boston Celtics? The fact that you stood up and said, okay, we're going to suspend him for who knows how long or let him go at the end of the season, right? Yeah. Or winning an NBA championship and hoisting a trophy
1: yeah.
0: and putting another banner on in, in this, in, in, and yeah. you know, in the rafters. Like, to me, that's what ultimately you're trying to do. This proves nothing.
1: No, this proves it's nothing. A, it's, I don't I, don't, I don't about back and wrong. go, wrong?
0: I don't sit back now and I say, oh, you know what? I respect the the Boston Celtics and that they're so, you know, morally sound. Look at what they're doing. Yeah, but they're not. And (laughs) they're going to lose in the finals or or in the the third round, right? The the Eastern Conference champ. But I'm going to say, they didn't bring back IMA. Look at what a great job. No, we're going to sit back now and go, well, what do they go from here? What are you doing? What are you going to do?
1: The correct decision from the start was not done. Okay. No. This there was two options. You say Fire okay, you're right fired, the, right. or
0: here's your suspension. You're you're yep. out for two months. Go get some counseling to figure yep. out. You know, keep it in your pants. Figure out life, and, and then that's that. There you go. Yep. I don't know if keep it in your pants was probably the right one either, but well, right, right. It's
1: fitting. Hey. All right. Look, we never we never said that we were gonna. We, you know, tried to, we tried auntie. to be. Yeah,
0: we tried. We try not to be. So let's talk some Lakers, my friend. So there's been a trade in the NBA, yes. and uh Lakers have traded Kendrick Nunn, three second round draft picks for Rui Hachimura. So 2019, Hachi- I believe he was a draft pick, a high 10th ter- uh, round, a 10th overall pick, something to that effect. Do you like this move? And is it enough for the Lakers? No. Now, right, no, they still got to make right. some no. moves, but I like this move. I think this is a very good move. For no,
1: them. it's a it's a good move. It helps. It helps.
0: Younger I mean, hurt,
1: but they're gonna have like no draft class ever. Yeah,
0: I mean, <laughs> I mean what's the second? You know, round? I mean, How it really doesn't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't Djokovic. matter. Djokovic, Nikolai Djokovic, the only second round draft pick I think to ever.
1: Yeah, that's a you, you know, good do anything.
0: Yeah, he's one of the best ever, but. If you ever saw the video where when he was getting drafted, it was like the McDonald's commercial. That's two McDonald's, by the way, pay us up. Um, Oh, but but it was it was it was a commercial airing while he got drafted because they don't really televise the second round. Can
1: we claim that as 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 some sort of a sponsor? I think we can.
0: I think we should. You know what? Let's not even ask the question. We're doing it. We're sending this show to the McDonald's Corporation because we've mentioned them now three times on this show. Pay up. Pay
1: up. That's right. Because right now, all the fans right now are like craving McDonald's.
0: Yes. for (laughs) Chamora is 24 years old, averaging 13 points per game, 4.3 rebounds, 1.2 assists, shooting 48.9% from the field. So they get an upgrade when it comes to shooting. Kendrick Nunn was having a a very bad year. Shooting 41%, 32% from three point. Uh, This kid last year shot over 44% from three. He's not doing as well this year, but I I could see this benefiting them. At least they get younger. And it tells the the Lakers organization. So those veterans like James and Davis, like we're not tanking. We're not trying to just let this season right out. We're gonna try to get you guys into the playoffs. The key is, though, to your point, A, health, but B, can they even get anything else, seeing that they don't have many draft picks? Kenny, Kenny threw something out there, which blew my mind. But they're talking possible Westbrook to the Bulls. And I don't understand why that benefits the Bulls at all. But, I mean, if they can get out of that Westbrook deal and get a player in return... That's know, actually I'd, going to be I'd even
1: go further with this team to be honest with you, it's clearly wasn't working. Right. So yeah. Okay. Trade Westbrook, trade it to the bulls, whatever, do what you want. Um, how about trading Davis? Yeah, they won't. They
0: just, they can't. And why I get not? why you, because when he is healthy, he, he does make that difference on that team. He is a difference maker. He is too talented for them not to keep him. Especially with the age of LeBron, because LeBron's not gonna be there for many more years. No,
1: he's not. David and that's Davis, why, you, you know, got five it more years him. out of Davis. Do you? Do you really? I mean, well, listen, are you, you going to get five years out of him? No,
0: me? you'll get you'll get him signed for five years. Play maybe three of the five. If
1: combined, that, we're putting them combined.
0: You're putting all the games together now. That's if not. that. Like if that.
1: I don't even see him doing half of that. Yeah. Okay. So, Look, I I dump him and get something for them, you know, some team that's going to make a push for the, for the, you know, the championship. I mean, you can still get a good player for them. You know, I mean, think about there's some teams out there that are going to be looking to change things, you know, who knows, maybe you can ship into Orlando and get some youth from there.
0: Maybe, maybe I doubt it. Uh, Just saying We talked to, talk to Celtics And the Lakers today My friend how, how weird is that
1: Yeah It is weird
0: You know what We've been pretty fired up today I'm really excited Because this next segment Is going to fire me up More than ever And I think this might be The first time We're going to completely Argue about this
1: <laughs> I don't know I Major don't know. League
0: Baseball Has named Scott Rowland To the Hall of Fame Your thoughts On his induction
1: I mean, going by, okay, going by some of the numbers of Hall of Famers. <sighs> I mean, so up. Uh, I mean, going by that, yeah, I can see him getting in, but do I think he's a Hall of Famer? No. <laughs> he didn't. What did he lead in? What I'm going to tell do? you this.
0: This is your fault. This is completely your fault. How I'm blaming it fault? I'm putting this squarely on your shoulders because you were the first one who said all oh, the steroid error and I wouldn't let these guys in. So this is what we're getting now. We're getting average to maybe mid level guys that are going to make the hall of fame. Now that clearly are not because of that. And then I'm going to tell you, this is what fired me up more than anything else. If I'm going to give you Scott Rowland's numbers, yeah. 17 years. 7,398 at-bats, 2,077 hits, 316 home runs, 281 batting average, 1,211 runs, 1,287 RBIs, eight gold gloves, seven all-stars, rookie of the year, one silver slugger, one championship, right? You're yeah. like, okay, to your point, not bad. Todd it's Helton, okay. Todd Helton, who's not getting in, Right. same amount of time, 17 years, About 600 more at-bats, 1762, 2519 in hits, so 500 more hits, 369 home runs, which is 50 more, 316 batting average, which is what, 30 more, 30, yeah, over 35% higher, 1400 runs, 1406 RBIs, five all-stars, three gold gloves, one batting, four silver sluggers, He's being denied for the fifth time because now the writers are saying it's not a steroid thing. It's an arena thing. He played in Colorado, so his numbers. They're going to make every excuse possible. I was just going to say that. (laughs) This is ridiculous, Ron.
1: Look, um,
0: I see the point. They're idiots. Look,
1: look, you got to look at the big picture here, and I know why they're doing it. I know why they put Roland in. No, not because of me, because I wouldn't have voted for him. Wouldn't you
0: won't, wrote, you won't vote for A Rod.
1: No, I won't wrote, vote who's, for A Rod. Well, why is that mean. so hard to say? We both messed that. A Rod. Vote, vote for Rod. A-Rod.
0: No more drinking for us on the show.
1: Um, look, look at or, or how, we eat more
0: McDonald's because that would soak up the alcohol. Five.
1: Look, how many third basemen have gone into the Hall of Fame? A lot. No, not how many, many what all. How many third basemen? Oh, third, third
0: baseman. Kid. Oh, I thought you said. How Who many was points. the last one? I don't, I don't know.
1: Mike Schmidt. Schmitty. Might have was been. he the last w- one?
0: Would you like me to look it up while you continue your conversation? Let yes. Me see if I can find it. But, Go ahead.
1: But the fact is there aren't there isn't a big representation of third baseman in the Hall of Fame. And when you look at his numbers, they were better than three of the players that are in there. And look, believe me, I don't agree with him being in there, and I don't think that the other guy should be in there either. You know, but there is something to be said about being a star player in your era, right?
0: 18, third baseman.
1: Eighteen. That's not a lot
0: uh, when you really think of it. Wade uh, Chipper Jones. Oh, Chipper, Chipper Jones.
1: Wade. Twenty
0: eighteen. So yeah. Um. Yeah, 2018, and now Scott Rowland.
1: Yeah. Okay, so now, just looking at that, who's the odd man out on that? Scott Rowland, right? He doesn't really belong. Because when you think of, you know, those eras, Wade Boggs was the best hitter in the American League at the time, right? Chipper Jones was the guy that carried Atlanta to to a championship and, and a whole bunch of close ones. Yeah. A whole bunch of close ones. <laughs> yeah. Right. So right. yes, he they, was they, in the forefront of the They had a pretty good, good pitching staff though. Yeah. They had right? a pretty
0: good pitching staff too.
1: Yes. But he was in the forefront of baseball. Scott Rowland has never been there. Like, uh, like he's an athlete. this is my point
0: though. So Todd Helton, who deserves it, it's not a, a performance enhancing drug situation now. It's a stadium thing. Right. And so what are you going right. to say? So a guy that might win a hundred games in Colorado as a pitcher gets in the hall of fame because he did it in Colorado, which is uh, a home run park. So yeah. his numbers, you know what I mean? If you got a hundred wins, he's got to be a hall of Famer. This is stupid. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm suggesting Look, to you, Ron. To and me, you can...
1: to me, a hall of famer, you must have either, either 300, I mean, 3000 hits or 400 home runs. Or what, fifteen hundred RBI? You have to be has- at least one of those categories or runs. 1, so 1, runs. wouldn't
0: got in according to you, but I would say this: at three sixteen batting average lifetime and seventeen years, batting
1: average lifetime could. Do
0: that's pretty that. good. That's yeah. pretty good. So this is what I'm suggesting to you, Ron. I know you're going to say no, no way, but this is what they need to do. They need to let people in, even though there's suspicion. If you want to have a different plaque or a different wing of the Hall of Fame to say, look, they. That would make sense, because at least I could justify it and say, look, OK, he's going into the, you know, the the West Wing of the Hall of Fame. It's not considered, you know what I mean? The droids, Right. But yeah, whatever you want to call it. Right. <laughs> but this is ridiculous. A guy like a Rod should be in a guy like Barry Bond should be in over to, uh, Scott Rowland. I would absolutely take that. No, I'm just, you're you're watering down the product now. Now these guys that are Hall of Famers and you look at their careers legitimately, you go, wow, that was a Hall of Famer. Scott Rowland?
1: No, he he shouldn't be. He shouldn't be. And shame on the writers for that. This is why we deserve those votes. We should be getting ballots. You know, because because this is is just crap. The whole system is just crap. All right? So it shouldn't just be the writers. It should also be the actual Hall of Famers that are still alive should all get a vote. In my opinion, that's the peers. The peers.
0: Agreed. And I will say this, Ron. Barry Bonds should get in for one reason then. Because the wind, when it comes off the water, he had to take steroids to get the ball out further. Like, this is what we're going to be doing. This is how you're going to judge a player, not his performance, what stadium he played in, that's this is getting out of control now. Now yeah, you've got rules you on, on just, rules. So,
1: then you have to look back. Okay, so you know all those lefties that played in Fenway Park can't be in because they had the green monster to hit the ball off of. Yeah. So let's How take out Ted Williams, Kali Yastrzemski, right. uh, Poppy and uh, Wade Boggs. Let's take them out of the hall of fame because no New York
0: Yankees Lake. can ever get in. Cause they got the short porch. Right. And uh, right. obviously you're going to hit more home runs. So they can't count those home runs. Right. Like this is getting just right. ridiculous. Baseball is so broken. The fact and that this you is, can sign
1: is- and go any way you want so, what matter does the park matter? It shouldn't matter. It should, in my opinion, it doesn't Who matter.
0: Who
1: now, cares? Now, would I vote for Helton? No, but I'm not I saying vote that for either. Our, but don't don't keep him
0: either. out because of that. I would put him right. ahead of Roland. Oh,
1: absolutely. And now they
0: they didn't because of the park. That that was the one knock yeah. they gave is the park. Get out of here. So
1: yeah, that's, that's a cop-out. performance that's enhanced drugs. We can't.
0: If you gambled uh, in the sport, you can't get in. If you play in a park, an arena that was considered. Like how many more rules can you make before you're going to just keep watering this thing down? You're going to have yeah. guys batting two 220 getting into the hall of fame yeah. and, because that's and what see, you're left with.
1: This is a product also of the steroid time, right? It's a product that now you don't know what to do with these guys. And that is, that has become a problem And we're not going to solve that problem until, you know, another 10 years. And the fact that Fred McGriff didn't get in, who was never linked to steroids, he got, well, he got voted and he in. has bed, better numbers than almost half the guys in yeah. the Hall of Fame.
0: Well, he got voted in, but he got voted it in It went through the, the other way. Yeah.
1: The, through the veteran it, committee. But it's
0: just... I, I just don't understand. Put a separate wing, give these guys... Put them in the Hall of Fame where they belong, because this is getting to be ridiculous, Ron. We're just not... Yes. Listen, and I will say this. Ron, if you look at it, Baseball needed the steroid era because they were failing. They were going under. And then Barry Bond not Barry Bonds, Mark Maguire, Sammy Sosa, Sosa, and that run and what they did, baseball knew. Baseball yeah. knew. And knew. if they didn't do it, they would have they would have been why, under.
1: uh it's funny because did Mark Maguire ever get suspended? No. Did Sammy Sosa?
0: No. Because again, they didn't start testing till later on when people like, oh, they're taking steroids.
1: Why do you think? Why do you think? You know, these guys never got suspended because they, they needed one. Yeah, they needed that that record book to be they needed crystal those clear.
0: guys. They needed those guys. They needed Barry Bonds. They needed yeah. Barry Bonds. Like, like, okay, but then when it comes to putting him in the Hall of Fame, now we're oh, whoa, we performance enhancing drugs. Yep those writers knew those writers know what those guys were doing get off your high horse for five seconds and think about it because i guarantee you're not perfect either maybe you shouldn't be a writer well for that
1: matter let's take babe ruth out because he was a an alcoholic a drunk you know and he wasn't very nice yeah let's take him out
0: absolutely gone see you later all right my friend we are on to our face off
1: Face off. Talk about it all the time. Break a clean face off win. This this face off absolutely stinks. What? Because why it's one sided and it's easy for you to choose which one you want, and uh, there's no arguing it.
0: Okay. Go so ahead. I am. So our, our our segment is should the NFL change the MVP to position-based. So not just an MVP, but MVP of a quarterback, MVP, wide receiver, running back, etc. And I am absolutely 100% for this. And I will tell you why. Because it is quarterback dominated. This category is absolutely ridiculous. This year, the finalists are Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. Hey, and we'll throw in Justin Jefferson. Has zero shot of getting it. Last year, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. That's all they do is pick quarterbacks. You're never – the positions that some – the numbers that Justin Jefferson put up were ridiculous.
1: Yeah. No, look, I mean, (sighs) this is what it is. It is what it is. Um, You know, that's why they have the all-pro team, you know. We yeah, you actually find who the guys are that are the best in the league. But this is
0: where I'm saying where we, when we do our numbers sometimes and we break them down, we'll go, oh, he won an MVP or he won four MVPs, right? And we yeah. start to look at it. It's diluted, though, because there's guys that are never going to get it. There's not going to be a running back that's going to get it. Faceless, thanks for joining. There's not going to be the wide receivers – or the defensive Micah Parsons of this world, or Joey Boses, right? Oh, you can win uh, defensive player of the year. But you're never going to be a most valuable player because quarterbacks are going to dominate this category every single year. And because of the league, because it's a passing league, and their numbers are going to be ridiculous.
1: Yes, and that's the face of what everybody is tuning in to see. And yes, to all of those things. But to put an MVP for every position is kind of ludicrous. And that is what, because you—that's basically the All Pro. That's you the have, All Pro team.
0: You you put three guys in every category: three quarterbacks, three running backs, three wide receivers, three tight ends, and you make it's the yeah, All Pro. It's the same tight thing. end MVP, the, the,
1: the, the All Pro is is the same exact thing. That's what you—that's what you're saying. It's the All Pro, and right there, it just tells you the answer. It, so, it gives you the answer to yourself. Patrick so Mahomes, it is no, you
0: don't do that. Hold on. Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. If they win the MVP, can they still be all pro?
1: Yeah. Right.
0: So what's the point of the MVP then?
1: Right. This is just what make I'm it all, saying. all
0: pro and get rid of the MVP or right. make everybody eligible for the MVP in, in, in particular categories.
1: No, the, then you just get rid of the MVP because it's can an offensive lineman
0: sense? win the MVP? No. Is it why not? They can because they're not gonna, they never will.
1: No, they right? never will. Give
0: them the offensive MVP, offensive lineman MVP. But when you think it about makes it, sense.
1: when you think about it, see, this is, this is, again, this is the process that is kind of skewed that. towards one position and who votes on it? Who votes on it? Uh,
0: fans, the little the writers, a
1: little bit of average.
0: Writers? It's the writers, right? Writers, fans, writers, a bunch again, of idiots. Again,
1: when you leave it up to the writers it doesn't come out right, because first of hey, all, right, there ladies. is there are biased writers that
0: will keep somebody it. out because they don't like them.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh, to me, I, I I get it. I get it. <laughs> but uh, I can continue going on this for five minutes if you like, Ron. I mean, I don't have a problem talking about this.
1: I, have that. I know you
0: I know you may have to step away first. <laughs>
1: I don't know but, what
0: you're talking about. Uh, so I will just, say, uh, I will say this though: at the end of the day, whoever wins this MVP, I think Justin Jefferson is going to get screwed out of it.
1: That's no, yeah, he's it. not winning. It's going to be Jalen Hurts.
0: Yeah, it very well could be, just based on the record, him and Mahomes. Uh let's talk some NHL, my friend. We're going to talk some uh, Bruins here. I know, I know, oh. it's so hard for you to talk Bruins because oh. you never like talking about the Bruins. Did the Tampa Bay Lightning, with that win, show that they're still the kings of the Eastern Conference um, with the win over the Boston Bruins last night? So okay. Three straight, you Wait. said it, three straight Stanley Cups. Who Who's said Boston? that they
1: weren't the ones to beat? I never said that.
0: Boston Bruins have the best record in the end. It NHL. doesn't matter. They've been the most dominant team.
1: That doesn't matter. Regular season lose- does not matter.
0: Okay, go ahead.
1: When they both enter the, the playoffs... that's when it matters. You know, it's, it's simple when you're, when you are the top dog,
0: top dog,
1: right? You have to be dethroned. Tampa Bay lightning is the top dog in the Eastern conference. And until they get knocked off by somebody, they're the top dog. I don't care where they're facing, where they're placed in the, you know, the playoffs because it looks like this team is going to make the playoffs. I just don't, you can't say that they're not the best team right now.
0: So what you saw from the game last night, Boston gets down a goal, rallies back, gets down another goal, rallies back, and it took a late face-off one-timer by Kucherov uh, to, to win that game. Did that at least prove to you that Boston can compete Oh, With absolutely. Tampa in the playoffs, like absolutely out of, last ten last ten matchups against the uh, the Lightning, they're seven and three, Boston. Yeah. So they've they've pretty much dominated them, except when it, they need to. Is going to be the playoffs, right? If they it, face them in the playoffs, Ron, your prediction: Can Boston beat the Tampa Bay Lightning, or does that actually matter?
1: I think they can. You so know, it was I just mean, a
0: quick snapshot of what. Yeah, we saw it was last one of those things. It,
1: it, it happens. You know, look, they didn't get run out of the building. They're on the road. They just won six in a row, and you're going to go in. A bit of, Tampa uh, Bay is going to be up for that game.
0: It, it's a little bit of that too. We're getting spoiled, like we talked about with the New England Patriots, and they won so many years in a row, and we were just expecting every year they're yeah, going to be in Yeah, but see, I playoff. don't
1: see that with this team. I think with the team, Bruins
0: this year, though, I'm saying the winning. Like we just expect them to just win every game.
1: No, and that's not what that's not what I because this is a tough road trip. Yeah, you know? and we
0: talked about it during the NHL power rankings. Now, ranking.
1: I fully expect the Bruins to bounce back and then beat Florida, but then they're going to have to bring that and up that ante to Carolina. play Carolina, and that is not going to be easy either.
0: Stay tuned to the end of the show for that prediction as well. Yeah, so look, I, I, I agree with you. I think the Boston Bruins re- realistically are, aren't going to win every game. We understand that. But I think that they showed a lot of heart traveling to Tampa yeah. Knowing that environment, how tough it was going to be.
1: Absolutely. And being
0: able to continue to do what they normally do is, look, they get yeah. down, they come back, they make those goals. It's it's going to be fun to see. This NHL playoff season is going to be amazing, this postseason, because I'm telling you right now, there's so many good teams. Yeah. So many good teams. Yeah. But let's uh, let's talk about another player who's uh, been pretty popular and is now injured. And how big is this for the Toronto Maple Leafs? Austin Matthews will miss at least three weeks with a sprained knee. How does this affect the Maple Leafs? Right now, currently third in the Eastern Conference, but tied with Carolina with 68 points. So that two seed, two, three seed. I, I looked at this and I thought, Ron, this is probably the best time for him to have this injury because of the all-star break and some of the way that the games are played. He may only miss like six games. Yeah. yeah. That's not bad. No. considering it, he's too important of a player they do have some talent we we've, we've talked about it with uh, with Moner you know what I mean they have they have guys
1: yeah and and to be honest with you this is actually a blessing for them blessing in disguise like nobody wants to lose a player of that caliber like let's be real but he's going to be out this team is now going to know where their flaws are That's a good way to look
0: at it. I like that.
1: And they're gonna have about six, seven games played without you know their their star player, even though he's not even really, you know, their best player this year. Yeah, but he is their best player. And they're gonna take a look at those six games, seven games, and they're gonna say, Okay, we need this now, because you know, if we lose a piece this is where we're going to have to make it up and they're going to need to do that in order to in order to make sure that they can get a deep run in the playoffs and that's what they're going to have to do
0: yeah yeah this may to your point cause them to have to you know look at the trade market and say look what do we what pieces do we need i think that's a great way to look at it and i think again him not having to miss multiple you know uh, a multitude of games because of the break, uh, it kind of benefits them as well because right. they, they can sit back and say, okay, well, look, if we're going to sit back six, seven games and, and just see what we have, does this affect them though, from a standings perspective, do you think this may cause them to,
1: I mean, they could drop a spot because basically Tampa Bay is right there as well with them. And, you know, but it, it, it could, it could hurt them in the long run. You know, it might be the difference between, you know, getting a home playoff start than on the road yeah. to start.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it's so be so it'll be important. We'll have to see how, how this all is. There's still turns a lot of hockey out. left. So yeah, it still should a not affect them. It should yeah. Agreed. 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 And I love that that that's and if the it does affect them,
1: then it's on them. Then yeah. then then there is flaws.
0: That's the insight you get from sports unfolded. We turn a negative into a positive. Great job, Ron. Great job turning on the you know, And I can positive. also do
1: the opposite if you want.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, well, you've done that plenty of times. Don't worry about that, my friend. It's pick and roll time. Let's see if we can get my wife here. Get ready for the
1: pick and roll.
0: Get ready for the pick and roll, my friend. This one's a weird one because we're at number four. So episode four, this is what we decided to do. We've taken six players that have played for the Lakers at some point in their career. And all, f- all six of these players have won a ch- four championships in the NBA. Doesn't necessarily mean they've won them all with the Lakers. but They've won four championships.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: those players are Horace Grant, LeBron James, Shaquille O'Neal, Kurt Rambis, John Sally, and Jamal Wilkes. We're going to rank them from six to one. I am first this week, so I will f- I will start us off, my friend. At number six, I don't know how this man won four championships. Definitely... Row that bench to, to some victories and some parades, Kurt Rambis.
1: I mean, we eight, should not have the, a different list here.
0: Yeah, I hope not. Kurt Rambis, eight hundred and eighty games, five point two points per game, five point six assists, uh, rebounds, one point one assist. Never won anything other than the four championships. No, no other uh, extra. you win any one. fights. No, Boston always used to kick. Oh, we're getting really... Oh, yeah, let's get those Lakers. Come on, come on. At five, John Sally, 748 games, 7 points Sally. per game, 4.5 rebounds, 1.2 assists. Again, never won anything else except for the four championships.
1: See, that's that's another reason for the title, for the glory, because four championships of glory. For the know?
0: glory, I love it. At four... Horace Grant, who I thought would be a little higher on this list, but then when I looked at the numbers, 1165 games, 11.2 points per game, 8.1 rebounds, 2.2 assists, one all-star, four defensive uh, time player of the year, and four championships. But I didn't even know. Jamal Wilkes, I had to look this, and I'm like, when I looked up his numbers, 828 games, 17.7 points per game, 6.2 rebounds. 2.5 2.5 assists, three all-stars, two defensive player of the year. He was the rookie of the year and yep. four championships. So I was like, no, not bad. Jamal So one, two, obviously we we kind of knew where we were going to go. It was going to be one of these two for, for the one spot. I went Shaquille O'Neal at two. 1,207 games, 23.7 points, 10.9 rebounds, 2.5 assists, 19, uh, 15 all-star uh, appearances, 14 All-NBA, three Defensive Player of the Year, two scoring titles, an MVP, Rookie of the Year, obviously the four championships. But LeBron James has to be number one. 1,405 games, 27.2 points per game, 7.5 rebounds, 7.3 assists. Now going to his 19th All-Star game after uh, this one coming up. 18 All-NBA one time assist champ, one time scoring champ, six time defensive champ, four time MVP, a rookie of the year, four championships. So of the, the players from the Lakers who've won four championships, LeBron four James, court. the number four one
1: championships. Number one. OK, so number six, I have <laughs> LeBron James. No.
0: Yes, there it is. There it is.
1: No, it is. <laughs> no, no. Uh, no, I have the same exact list. Um it it hurts that I had to put LeBron ahead of At number Shaq. one.
0: I this has got to be the most difficult thing you've ever done on this show because I know
1: because it wasn't fair. Like why isn't Magic in there?
0: Because five, Magic five.
1: I know. So unfortunately, Magic is just a better player, and that's why he's not on the list. You know. So,
0: Ooh.
1: um, wow. you know, it's like I have. I have LeBron one spot higher than Shaquille O'Neal on my all-time list. Hmm. One spot higher.
0: But not on the pick and roll.
1: But, you know, not on the pick and <laughs> no, no, but I mean, like, LeBron is a better player than yeah. Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. yeah. You know? I mean, it is what it is. I mean, you can't deny the talent.
0: Listen, he's going to be the all-time scoring leader in NBA history. Yeah, unfortunately. You don't, you're, but, not, you're not you know. that successful if... You know, you, you don't have some kind of talent. And again, like, 27 points a game.
1: You know, it's like in, in the NHL, like when they get like a like a thousand points or whatever, they give a a nice hockey stick, right? Are they going to like give LeBron like a, a box of tissues or something? For doing all that, crying a lot of years. Oh, boy. Crying,
0: crying, oh, boy. Crying,
1: crying. I have Listen. to take my shot at him. You I have, have to put him at number one. You think over. that makes me happy? Yeah,
0: I love it. I knew that's where we were gonna go. I knew it was gonna happen. Hate it. Hate it. Hate (laughs) it. Hey, it is prediction time. Hopefully, Kenny,
1: Larry's still better than
0: Manny. Chakra, you're still there because you got to make sure you give us some picks this week. This is where we stand. Whatever. We all went four five hundred. All went four and four last week. Yeah, I tried to
1: give you an opportunity to catch up, but you didn't do it.
0: We we split on the two that we had different. Yeah, I know. The two that we had different. So. uh, Again, if you give us your picks, we'll get you on that list and we'll continue to to have this list grow. We're picking some of the toughest games during the course of the week. So this is it's it's an interesting week this week. A lot of great games. A lot of great games. And we got the NFL championship weekend too. So get your picks in as we we are calling them out. I am first this week. So I will start us off January twenty eighth. You got the Denver Nuggets at the Philadelphia 76s. Sixes are hot. And Denver doesn't play as well on the road I'm going Philadelphia in this one
1: Yeah, I'm glad you went Philadelphia Because I'm going Denver I think Denver is going to catch them right at the right time Where 76ers feel So good about themselves and Pass themselves on the back Oh, we're gaining ground, we're gaining ground We're going, we're going Oh Oops, Run into a wall a Oops.
0: Joke The Joker Oops.
1: They're going to choke Because of the Joker <laughs>
0: February first, you got the Brooklyn Nets at the Boston Celtics. Um, I'm gonna go.
1: I'm gonna go Boston Celtics
0: on this one. I went Celtics as well. I think at they home. bounced back.
1: I think they'll and, and be okay. Still,
0: still no Durant. February second, you got the Memphis Grizzlies at the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, I got I got Cleveland in this. Believe it or not, because Memphis is not very good at home. Uh, On the road, I'm sorry. On the road, they just have not played well. I think they're one game over 500 on the road. So I'm going Cleveland here. Cleveland plays very well at home.
1: I agree. I agree. I went to Cavs in this. Um, Yeah, I just think, you know, home field, home home court matters. It does matter. Uh, In the NBA, especially because you get the calls. And with Cleveland playing that well at home, you know, they're getting those calls.
0: Kenny went Cleveland as well. All right. Kenny's on the board here. Hockey, some NHL. Uh, January twenty seventh. You got the New Jersey Devils at the Dallas Stars.
1: Um. Oh boy. Uh, these uh, two good teams. Um. I want to say the Devils, and their road record is just spectacular. Sponishing. And yes. and I'm gonna go New Jersey to win this game. Uh, I still think the East is better than the West. And New Jersey just plays lights
0: out on the road. I, I went, I looked at that road record and you can't tell me. I think they've had two losses all year on the two road. Two losses, yeah. So, so good on the road, New Jersey. And again, the Eastern Conference is so much better. Uh, January 27th as well. You got the Vegas Golden Knights at the New York Rangers. This will um, make...
1: I, oh, no, go ahead. I'll go ahead. No, nope, this, nope, is, go ahead.
0: this is going to make, yes, Vegas fans very upset because, again, we're talking about the strength of the East and I think the Rangers... Uh, I will take this based on the fact that, look, the East is is such a better conference right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Look, Golden State, like I said on the hockey show, uh, they have a, a below 500 record since their start of 16-2. and two. They have played poorly. And I don't care what those Vegas fans say. I don't care what the standings say. That is not good hockey. And they're going to go into the Rangers. I wouldn't even be surprised if it's a blowout
0: we'll see. January 29th, the Boston Bruins travel to Carolina to face the Hurricanes. Ron, this is yours, man. Good luck. <laughs> so yeah.
1: Um, I think the Bruins circled this one on the calendar because this is a team that needs to win in Carolina because they don't want a repeat of what happened in the playoffs where they couldn't beat them in Carolina. Yeah. They're gonna go. They're gonna they're gonna play their best game of the season, and come out of there with the win against the uh, the the Hurricanes.
0: I agree with you. Um, I went Boston. I think the motivation behind this is to say, look, last last season we didn't forget, and yeah. we're the best team in hockey right now. We're gonna show it and prove it in Carolina. So, no, great one. Just waiting on Kenny's got Boston. Boston. Kenny's got nothing but Boston love. Manny goes the opposite way every time he's yeah. from Boston. January 29th, you got the Cincinnati Bengals at the Kansas City Chiefs AFC Championship game, my friend. Uh, yeah. My pick, you know my pick uh, or your pick. My pick. It's my pick
1: first, right? Oh, okay.
0: Yep, it is. I am going Cincinnati, four straight borough. I think the defense on Kansas City is what scares me more than the injury to Mahomes. So I'm going Kansas, I'm going Cincinnati here.
1: Yeah, I did as well. I think I think the Bengals are just a better team. You know, yeah, look, I love the way have,
0: Kenny the Bengals every time. I love them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Susanna Hoff leading the way. Um, he walks like an Egyptian you know, look, every day. Look, they're going to, they just have the all around better team to me. Um, and I know, you know, Mahomes may be the better quarterback, maybe maybe but what i see from from burrow he doesn't panic yeah and we saw him get hit time after time after time um i think he got sacked what seven times in a game in the playoffs last year he still came out on top yeah he doesn't panic there is some panic in mahomes when you get to him and if they get to him look out this could get ugly in a hurry
0: yeah Yeah, great point. Also, January 29th, the NFC championship game. You got the San Francisco 49ers at the Philadelphia Eagles.
1: Yeah, I'm going San Francisco. And and look, I like the Eagles, the Eagles team, but I do like that San Francisco defense. And I do think that they have a good balanced offense. And, you know, coaching, I mean, I'm not saying that they don't, the Eagles you know, uh, lacking in ability of coaching or anything. I just think, you know, Harbaugh is uh, – uh, not Harbaugh. Oh, my God. Thinking of before. Um, I can't even think of his name now. Um, you got Seriani
0: for the Eagles and you got no, uh, Shanahan. Uh,
1: yes, yeah, Shanahan. Oh, my God. Uh, Shanahan <laughs> is just that much better of a coach. Um, look, he he's made Purdy, you know – you just got to say
0: it oh, oh, you didn't say pretty good. This no, time. I All didn't right. say pretty good. Listen, um, I I don't.
1: But he's, he I, is pretty fine.
0: Yeah, I I didn't I did not think that Purdy played well in the last game. No, I think but Philadelphia he need get, to. But I think Philadelphia has the talent offensively to to throw the ball deep, which is one of the the, the yes. weaknesses of the San Francisco 49ers yes. And I think that defense is going to rattle Purdy enough to win that game. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going sure Philadelphia. I'm not going sure if you them. So we've got two different again, my friend. We'll probably go 500 again.
1: Yeah, probably. Yep. probably. Uh, Kenny
0: didn't give us a pick on the uh, NFC. So if he's, he's still out there. Scared.
1: He's, scared. he's scared. Never scared.
0: Never scared. So, Ron, before we give our final thoughts, if you want to tell the fans out there or any organizations, especially one we mentioned five times today, how they can sponsor what, Sports Six. Good job. How they can sponsor Sports Unfolded. And get your name all over this broadcast. It is so
1: simple. So simple, a caveman can do it.
0: (laughs) Hey, that's a little Geico. Oh, Geico, Uh here we go. Uh Uh
1: No, but seriously, um, you can just send us an email to ribroadcasting.media at gmail.com. We can send you out all the information. But really, it's quite simple. It, It costs less than going to one of those donut shops and and getting your coffee and a donut for breakfast costs less than that and it costs less than a dozen of eggs folks yeah costs less than point. that so. so
0: get on that email make sure you reach out to us uh follow us on all our social media platforms they've been running that ticker the whole time sec tv public Access channel 12 on south in southeast connecticut uh, we're on on Tuesday nights there. So if you enjoy what you're watching, check us out. Join us live Fridays at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Friday. And make sure you just share and follow, my friends. Share, going, share, share. he's going 49ers. Maybe Smart we're on man, a delay. with me. All right, my friend. So it is final thought time uh, or thoughts. Um, so Don't as, do it. as usual, I have two. I know how much you love it. This is why I keep doing it. I keep doing it to you. But uh, first one, um, congratulations to the United States. 2024 Copa America will be in the United States. And we've started to get on this football bandwagon a little bit with the Just for Kick show with Brian and Manny and how great that is. Think about this. This
1: Will they have a cabana there?
0: At the Copa Cabana. Very good. <laughs> so, uh 16 of the top teams uh kind of from Central America, North America probably will be getting a spot based on being the host country, but that's really exciting to see that they're bringing it to the United States and trying to ex- expand the spot here. And then I did want to go again one sad note and it seems like every single week we're getting these now Ron but Billy Packer has passed away at the age of 82. One of the NCAA Final Four great announcers, like he was just one of those guys that I'm not a big college basketball fan. I'm I'm not, it's just not something I mean, I like college basketball, but I don't follow it. But when I watched those games and the way he used to be able to just get me so involved, it, it makes me love the sport even more. That sometimes we talk about those announcers and what they meant to those to the games. He was one of those guys for me. And it's just sad to see again 82. Um, he was great, Kenny. Uh, it, you know, he made the, the NC double. Every time you knew that those final fours were coming, you were going to hear his voice. It was going to be a great announce the game. Uh, you know, heaven's getting a great one up there. Um, he'll be calling games up in heaven, though. So, uh, Billy Packer and his family, our condolences here from Sports Unfolded. You're
1: going to have quite the coaching staff up there, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah.
0: What a what a next year's, um, Memoriam mm. going to be even tougher, man. It's getting it's getting mm. a long list already.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So to make up for Eric's uh, two final thoughts, I'm just going to wish everybody a happy, happy week. And we'll see you next time.
0: All right, my friend. Thank you for joining us live. Chakra, Faceless, Kenny, Manny, you guys have been great. If you're going to follow us, and uh, join us after, just make sure you follow us and share our show. We yes. appreciate it
1: subscribe to chakra, chakra chakra underscore power on twitch go check them out yeah thank you pretty for cool. the I've, I've actually
0: watched i've actually watched a few now it's a pretty cool cool stuff take care of uh, faceless, and faceless
1: underscore pts he'll also here.
0: check it out check them out on twitch ron as always all we ask for is peace on earth
1: that's right have a good night